Thanks, Matt, for already giving away what I want to speak about this morning, but that's, uh, that's you. When you stand here, you just want to preach. Goedemorgen. I'm Dutch. Maybe some of you already discovered in me speaking English. But uh, I'm going to challenge you this morning. I'm going to preach in, Eng- in Dutch today, so I hope that's fine with you. No, I'm joking around. I'm joking around. It's 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 all maybe it's already difficult to understand me anyway. So let's 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 do it in English. Well, it's a privilege to speak to you this morning. I think I've got a wonderful message to bring. Or the it's 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 a message of a lot of truth, and I think it's the way of life, and God wants us to live in this way. And actually, Matt spoke already about it. He, he was speaking about being joyful and uh, knowing our joy in, in, in God. And that's, that's what it's about. I'm going to sp- speak today out of Psalm 16. So maybe you can turn with me to Psalm 16. I'll just make some space for myself because I will run around here. <laughs> and then, no, that's the guy. Thank you. This is my wife, by the way. <laughs> Maria. And together, we are part of the team here. And yesterday, it was our anniversary. <laughs> so... We had, a, we had a, a small celebration. We will celebrate more this week. It's our week of celebration this week. And, uh, but we are so happy to, uh, to just be on this journey together and uh, with Matt and Joe and the rest of the team and this church. We, we love it. We are very privileged and, and love it to be part of it. Um, Psalm 60, I'm going to read. And after that, let's just pray and let's invite him. I'm going to read out of the ESV uh, version. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. It was beautiful how Matt brought the message in Psalm 62 as well. It's a lot of, of God speaking to us. And in David's Psalms, we can see a lot of he takes refuge in God. And, and we're going to discover what that means in a moment. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or another translation puts it, to the realm of the death. Or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. That's what this message is about. It's in his presence is fullness of joy. Isn't that wonderful? Let's, let's pray. Let's just invite him to come. Lord, we 
want to lift you up, Lord. We want to say to you this morning, it's all about you, Jesus. We want to worship you, Lord. We want to sing hallelujah, our God reigns. You reign, Lord. And we are thankful for that, Lord, that you are a God that, that is in control, that rules and reigns over everything. And we stand in awe of you this morning, Jesus. It's about you, Lord. And we want to give our lives again, Lord. We want to say, do your work in us, Lord. When we read your, your word, Lord, let it, let it come alive in our hearts, Jesus. Come with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Spirit, we will invite you to come this morning. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you, Lord. We, we know that you are here, God, in, with your presence, Lord. And what the Bible is teaching us, that in your presence is fullness of joy. If you are here, then, then, then we can receive that fullness of joy. And we want that, Lord. We are de- full of desire and longings for, to find joy, Lord. And I, I pray, Lord, that you come, Lord. That you come and touch our hearts. That you come and touch my heart, Lord. I'm desperate for you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, lead me, help me to to really bring your message, Lord, in a faithful way, Jesus. You are so worthy, Lord. Amen. So yesterday we celebrated our anniversary, and I I can tell you, marriage is great. It's it's absolutely, if if you've not experienced it yet, it promises you a lot of good. It could be, it could be that, that my opinion, I think, I think, I can imagine that for men, it's always a little bit different than for the, for the women, you know. For the men, it's always after one year or something. It's great. It's, it's wonderful to be married. And the wife thinks, who is this guy? Who is this messy guy? He's just waking up in the morning, smells. He, he doesn't clean. He's just, he's, he's making noise when he's sleeping. All right. Who is making more funny noise when he's watching sports? That's you, Matt. <laughs> so I, I think that that's a little bit different. But I enjoy it, and I'm, I'm, I'm certain. Do you enjoy it as well? Do you like it? You... Good. Good. And together we are grateful to be part of this community. It has been a prayer for us for years. And last week we were walking around... Museum Plein, Museum Plein, I'm, I'm, I'm Dutchman, so I can say everything in Dutch. Museum Plein, Museum Square, for maybe you know it that way. Um, and we're walking around, and I was remembered that six, seven years ago, we were walking around there as well. And we were praying and talking about how great it would be if we would see a new church in this city that speaks the gospel, that, that, that worships Jesus, and, and where people come in and, and be in community together. And now six, seven years later, we are here around the corner of Museum Plain, and we are here in this great venue, worshiping him, singing songs to him, giving our praise to God. That's wonderful. You know, God hears our prayers, and he knows exactly what we need. That you are here this morning is not just, oh, uh, and, and uh, it's, it's not, oh, I walked in here, and, and we'll see what happened. It's a plan of God that you are here. It's, it's something that he has a purpose for you. It's a plan for your life. If that's with us, great. If that's with another church, great. But just go after this. Lord, what do you want? What, what do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to uh, go for in, in life and in this city? But he has a plan for you. And it's great to see that. So six years, seven years ago we prayed, and now we are here in this, in this church together. And it's wonderful to see how people or how God brings people together, how 
we are all in contact together, but still one in heart and spirit. I mean, Matt, Matt and Joe came from England. We didn't know them, but, but the first time when I spoke to Matt, I, I knew, hey, we are one. We are, there, there is something that we can build on together. There is, there is something we recognize in one another that we think, yeah, we can, we can hang out together. That's the beautiful thing of being church and knowing, knowing Jesus. Jesus brings unity. He's, he, he's the one that unites people together. So it's great to, to come here and this morning and just worshiping him. And it's not only singing songs, you know, it's, it's worship and, and, and coming to church. It's not only about singing songs together and have a great time. But we, actually something in us desires to worship. God created us that way. It, the Bible speaks to us as us being worshipers. So this morning is just an act of who we are. But it doesn't mean that we always worship God. There is something in us that worships everything we, we like. Mostly what, what we love is, is our treasure, something that we long for, something that we desire is mostly the thing that we worship. So God created us for worship, what we do this morning, but it's not the only thing we worship. So my question to you this morning, to discover that with me, is we're singing songs about, it's, it's, uh, uh, what is that song, uh, what, what we sung earlier, of, of there, there is none like you, no one else can touch my heart like you do, and I, I can search for all eternity, and that's all true, it's all true, but when I was singing that, I was really thinking, but is that true for my heart? Is that, is that really what, how my heart thinks about this? Is there none like him? Or do I find an, uh, enough things that maybe give me the same satisfaction? So what do you worship? And the second question, and that's, that's the follow-up, and that's linked to one another. What, what will give us joy? What, what do we think that gives us joy? And where do you seek your joy? Because normally what you worship is where you think you will find your joy. And I don't try to be clever, and actually, Matt gave already away the answer, and I know that when you are here this morning, you probably think, oh yeah, but I know where Len is leading us into. Of course, Jesus is the one we worship, and God is the one we find our joy. But then the question is, but is that true for our lives today? My aim this morning is not to put us in a position of guilt and think, oh, uh, we go home and we are miserable and we think, oh, what, what to do? I mean, we stand here in God's grace. You know, we, we can't reach God's standards at all. It's all because of his grace that we can stand here and enjoy him. Even at our best, in doing our best, we fall short. So in, 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 in that knowledge of his grace, we can stand here and just discover how does this work? How can we truly find our joy in him alone? I want us to go away with that desire to grow in our enjoyment in God. To more and more live a life that God has for us. And I mean, 
Jesus gives us a clue what that life looks like. In John 10, verse 10, he says this, I came that they may have life, so life, but not just life. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, as another translation puts it, have a life to the full. And uh, for me, uh, if I need to translate abundance or a life to the full, for me, I translate that to a life of joy, a life of fulfillment, of full satisfaction. And he wants us to be joyful. And he wants us to experience not only moments of joy. Knowing God is not just a happy feeling at, at some moments. He wants us to experience a lasting joy, a joy that is there, an overflowing, amazing, abundant joy, a joy that, as the Bible puts it, knows no limits, a joy that's beyond all explanation, a joy that is based not on our identity, how we see ourselves, but it's based on our identity in Him in Jesus. The joy that flows from a deep source and a joy that is not dependent on our circumstances at all. God wants us to be joyful. Why? There there is one reason, because God, uh, Joe was praying that this morning in in our prayer meeting and I thought, that's another answer. So I I don't know what I'm doing here. It's, It's just all these people that give the answers that I just want to give, or I don't want to give, but the Bible gives. But she said, it's in his character. God is a God of joy. Sometimes we can see God as this serious kind of person that's just watching over us. But he is a, he's, he's a God of joy. He's, he's, the Bible speaks about he's rejoicing over you. He's rejoicing over his people. That's the f- first reason why we should enjoy him and why we should find our joy in him. Because he's, he's the one that rejoices over you. And if he's created us in his image, then for sure we find joy in him. A life of joy. Joy is important. Paul actually says in Romans 14 verse 17, the kingdom of God is all about three things. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we can do a little bit mystical about the Holy Spirit. As a church, we believe God is, uh, is three persons. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You know, God the Father, He's a Father to us. We, we all can understand that, for, even for some of us that maybe don't know God at all. As a, seeing him as a father, someone who helps you, maybe to put it that way, we can understand that. God as the son, uh, we know the story of Jesus. You know, he gave his son. We can, we can understand that, we can acknowledge that. But then God as the Holy Spirit, we get a little bit scary. We get a little bit like, oh, that sounds a little bit uh, spooky. He's a spirit that, that, that goes above our heads. That's not for us, it's something that we, we sometimes don't understand. And that's fine, because some things we can't understand of who God is. 
We can't understand, understand his, the, the full nature of God. But to say it very down to earth, the spirit of God is the very, very strength of God. It's, it's God's power working in us. There, there wasn't be a possibility to just have the Father and the Son. I mean, to, have, to, have, to say Christ is in me means one thing, that we need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God to work in us. It's not an over our heads thing. It's the very strength of God. It's the very power of God to work among us. Martin Lloyd-Jones, I don't know if you heard of him. Some of you know. He, he, he will be mentioned a lot of times here. We, we love his, his teaching and we believe a lot of what he says. And I think he interprets the Bible very well. Um, but he was preaching, he, he did a series on this verse in Romans, and a whole series about righteousness, peace, and joy. So righteousness, he, he maybe he spent a few weeks on that. All great. Peace, great. And then he, 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 needed to, he was preparing for speaking on joy. And he got sick that week. And he got really sick, so he, he went to hospital. And I even don't know, I don't know the rest of the story, but if, if he continued preaching, he, he wrote a lot of books about joy, so he, he's, he's really into that. But he said, I felt that God had stopped me preaching on the message of joy because I don't know enough about it. And if that's the way, I mean, God's grace is there. So if that's the way that God works, I don't know. I got sick before I was, <laughs> I was preparing this message for earlier this year. I got sick. So maybe it's true. But I stand here today and say I don't know enough about it. And it's, it's, it's for me, it's all grace that I stand here to just learn together with you what this is. I mean, we only dipped our toes into this source of joy that God provided for us. We only know a small bit of that whole cake. We only tasted that, a little bit of it. So I think God's joy, what is there for us, there is so much to discover, and he wants us to experience so much more than we know. So I don't know enough about it, and I'm standing here in grace, and I'm standing here just to learn together with you and discover what it is to find our joy in him. And I want us to go deeper. God doesn't want us to be on a, on, 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 a, on a level here or something. He wants us to grow. The Bible speaks about change from glory into glory. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be more like him. And for sure, that includes enjoying him more. So let's, let's go back to the end of Psalm 16. I'm starting at the end. Verse 9. And it says, therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. And then I skip a little bit and I go to 11. You make known to me the path of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. It's almost like a prophetic kind of word that David gave here. It's, it's, it's pointing to the future. He didn't know the, the saving work of Christ at that moment. 
but he's talking about heaven. He's talking about spending eternity with him. But in, in the coming of Christ, in his death and rex- resurrection, it's, it's for us, it's already available to live in relationship with God and to experience his presence. And if we are in his presence, as the Bible says, there is fullness of joy. So, so if we can be in his presence, we can experience that joy as well. I mean, God created us as people that worship, people that worship him, find full satisfaction in him, being joyful in him. And if we all study this and read this, it seems like Christians should be the happiest people on the planet. If you really know that if, for yourself, in your heart, if you know the work of the cross, we should be the, the happiest people on the planet. But still, if I, if I talk to colleagues, then often I hear, but it, it seems like Christians are so miserable. It seems like they sacrifice a lot and get, get less. It, it, when, when, I mean, sometimes we can be as Christians if someone comes up to me, let's do this, let's do that, let's have fun. And, and, and we often we are, in our response, we are a little bit like, oh no, I can't do that because I'm Christian. And I mean, God wants us to live, uh, to, us to live holy lives and we, we also can do that in his power. It's not that it comes from ourselves. He wants us to live holy. So sometimes it's, a, it's great to make a decision, you know, I'm not gonna do that because I want to glorify God in every decision I make, in every choice I make. But it's, it, it's not the rule of I'm not gonna do that because I can't, it's because I don't want to, because I've got something much better. And sometimes we forget that. It's, it's becoming, we, we're becoming legalistic again in the way of living. Even when we have a relationship with Jesus, we become legalistic about, oh yeah, but in, in our obeyment to him, in, in us, our obedience to him, in, oh, I need to do this and this and this, and I don't need to do this and this and this. He does not want us to live like monks that just sacrifice everything, laying down everything, all the pleasures, just hiding ourselves into a building, a venue, and just focus on God. And it's great to focus on God, but that's not the way. I mean, the thing is, God is not like that. God is, what we, we, we talked about God is a God of joy. He's not a God of miserable, uh, people and, and a God that, that just wants, that just sacrifice. It's sacrifice, but also joy. Everyone, everyone wants to be happy. And that's, that, that's the way how we live. We find for happiness. We, we, our pursuit of happiness is, is, is how we are born. Actually, as a kid, as we grow up, what we do for a study, what we do for a living, it's, it's all to do with us being joyful, us being happy. And even, and this, this sounds a little bit harsh, but even the person that tries to kill themselves is because they can't find satisfaction, they can't find that joy, and they're so desperate for joy, they, they think, oh, if I can't find it anywhere, there's only one solution. So the problem is not seeking joy. We know how to seek joy. 
I mean, it's in, it's in our being. We want to worship. We want to find something that we that we are fully satisfied with and in. But it's it's the question: Where do we seek our fulfillment? It's where do we seek our happiness? In whom do we seek our happiness? In whom do we seek joy? So I'm, I was talking about sacrifice something, and sacrifice is a beautiful thing because as Christians, we will sacrifice things. I mean, it's, it's also an example. Jesus sacrificed himself, and we will sacrifice things. That, that's, it's, it's only a different kind of sacrifice. I mean, in Matthew 13, verse 44, we have the story of a man who finds a treasure in a field and then sells everything he has in order to get the treasure. Jesus tells this story, by the way. And we often quote that. Maybe many of you know that story. And there is a sense in which God calls us to lay everything down for him. And it's something good. But we could easily miss something in this story. Jesus says, in his joy, he went and sold everything. And that's different. We can, we can live lives and sacrifice just a lot and try to, be, to live holy lives and think, oh yeah, I want to please you, God, and that, that's all about it. And it's, it's just one direction. But he, Jesus says in this story, in his joy, he sold. It's not just a one direction. He wants us to sacrifice things, to lay down our lives and say, okay, God, it's, it's totally for you. It's totally to glorify you. And it, it's, it's because you are worthy and it's to give my life as a sacrifice to you. But that doesn't mean that, I mean, for Maria and I, we, we're going, this way we're going away for, uh, for a day to a nice hotel just to celebrate our anniversary. And for us, it's, it's, it's not for me that I think, oh, if Maria finds her, her pleasure in that, and if it does her good, and if, if it's all for her, and I don't take anything out of it, that, that, that's not the way we are married. It's, we enjoy it both. That's our relationship with God as well. It's, he's rejoicing over you. It's us sacrificing something to him, but in his sacrifice to us, it's something we enjoy both. In this relationship, we find joy. God rejoices over you, we find our joy in him. So where does Christian joy come from? Where does this joy come from? In 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5, it speaks of joy of the Holy Spirit. So joy is, we, we spoke about the Holy Spirit, it's not a mystical thing, it's the very power of God. And it's the joy that is both in the Holy Spirit and it's joy that's from the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 lists us a few things of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, joy, peace, patience. And we can't separate those things in, in just, oh, you can have this and, and then a little bit of that and not so much of that. It, it works together. You need all of them to really discover what it means to, to experience this joy in God. You need to be at peace with God, with others, and actually with yourself. Another verse where joy appears is Acts 13, verse 52. It says about his disciples, and, and get this, 
They were continuously filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Continuously. That's a beautiful word in English. Continuously. I like it. It's not just a Sunday morning as we gather to worship and think, oh yeah, joy. Great, you are great. I love it. I love to enjoy. I love to dance. I love to clap. I love to sing. But it's on a Monday morning. It's in our week. To continuously be filled with joy in his Holy Spirit. To stand up, to wake up in the morning and say, okay, God, I want to start this way, but not without you. I want to be in your presence. I want to experience this fullness of life. I want to experience joy in everything I do. Not, not because in, in, I, I, it's not that I always enjoy the things I do, but I start to enjoy it because everything I do is for your glory. Our joy comes from God. And God, re- Jeremiah says as well, so it's a mu- mutual joy, it's, it's working together. And Jeremiah says this, God rejoices over you to do you good. That's wonderful. That's already something to be joyful about. He's rejoicing over you to do you good. God will rejoice in Isaiah, will rejoice over us as a groom over his bride. That's, that's pretty amazing. It's something to be joyful about already. Joy comes from God. And joy is in God and is for God. So let's turn back to Psalm 16. We were starting at the end because it says, therefore. And David says, therefore, because this is an answer to everything he was reading before. Why why does he uh, see this as I find my fullness of joy in him? It's because of all the things I said in the beginning. So let's start at first one. It says, preserve me, O God, for I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Then jump to verse five that says a similar thing. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. So how to find joy starts with this first point. Seeking Christ. Finding our, in him, finding our refuge. Jesus is the, is the fullness of joy. He gives joy. He's the source of joy. And as we take our refuge in him, we entrust ourselves wholly to God. And as we, as we get to the end of ourselves and seek him as, as an empty being and, and standing before him, Lord, I, I, I want you to fill me then we say, I have no good apart from you. You are my cup. You are the one that that fills me. You are the one that satisfies me. I'm hopeless without you. I'm desperate without you. I'm a failure without you. And as I think back of all the mistakes I've made, I'm full of fear that that I will make the, the same mistakes again unless you are with me. That, 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 that's the attitude we have. Taking our, our refuge in him is saying that, Lord, I need you in, in, in every area. I can't do this. It's you. There's nothing in the world, in this world, that means anything 
to me apart from you. <laughs> it's you that satisfies me. I mean, I, 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 the, the thing is we, we can have tried different cups, you know, the cup of maybe ambition, you know, want, want to be something or someone. The cup of relationship, maybe we, we, we've put a full focus on, oh, if I'm in that relationship, that will totally satisfy me. The cup of money. We can try different cups and, and find out that it doesn't fulfill us. Maybe, maybe for a time, maybe for, for a short time, but to really experience this lasting joy, it doesn't. So we talked about obedience and sacrifice. And in John 15, Jesus tells us to obey him. And the reason why is it's not an obedience of law and fear, but the obedience that comes out of relationship. So it's, it's a heart-to-heart obedient, obedience, like, like you do in a marriage or in other relationships. That's the obedience that God wants us. It's not in, in, a, in a way of fear. But he says, obey me so that my joy will be in you and that your joy may be full. So it's God asks us, Jesus asks us to obey him, not just of, out of fear, but to really experience a joy and the joy he offers us. So let's turn back to what he says more. So first of all, the first uh, point I want to make to really find uh, this joy is to seek Christ first. That's, that's where it starts, to, to seek our identity. Who are we in Jesus? What has he done on the cross? What does the cross mean for you? Are you still, are you still standing in wonder of his work on the cross? The second thing is, and then we turn back, as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The, what David says, he's rejoicing in the people of God. He's rejoicing, I can say, for us now, after the cross of Jesus, he's rejoicing in his church. That's wonderful. To find joy, it's to find something that, that's really close to the heart of Jesus, and that's his church. So to find joy, it's and I, I want to challenge you in this way. If you are not part of a church, be part of it. It's something that has the heart of Jesus. And it's for us to find joy, it's, it's a great step to say, I want to be part of a church. And I want to be part of it. I want to be together with this community. It gives joy. These are very strong words. Church is not meant to be something you come on a Sunday morning and sit there while other people entertain you. It's not happening on the stage. It's to be part of it. We are called to delight in the body of Christ. And maybe, maybe, maybe some of us, or I, I hear a lot of people say, oh yeah, but I, I delight in the body of Christ. I will do. But I, I don't believe in church. I believe that there is a body of Christ worldwide and there is. But I, you know, in Japan or wherever, there will be people that are 
really one in heart and one in spirit, but I can't come in relationship with him. So it's great to be part of a local community, a local church, just to give yourself, but also to feed yourself. I mean, for others to put, put something in you, to help you, to stand next to you. So be part of the local church. Be part of his mission. And if that is with us, you're very welcome. If it's somewhere else, great. It's important that you find a home where you can grow, where, where you can be in community with others. I mean, we have small groups during the week. This is great because it gives us an opportunity to just get to know others and help others. Totally different as you. We discovered that all. People are totally different than one another, but we have one heart and one spirit, and we can pray for one another, we can help with one another. I mean, Tom is a very social guy, I'm not. I can, I can look at him and think, oh, what can I learn? How can I, how can I grow in that? Because together, I mean, when we help each other, we can grow in our enjoyment in God. We can, we can grow in the purpose that God has for you. And first of all, that's to enjoy him. I mean, church is the display to the, to the world of a community that actually we all, that we find our satisfaction in him. And, and it's, it's talking about the light and the, and the salt of the earth. But that, that's what we're called to be, to, to, to display what it is to enjoy God and to find our joy in him. And we are in a city that is full of joy seekers. I mean... There are, and, and there are, 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 are a lot of people and things in this city that will, will say, oh yeah, but we got the answer. Here you can find your joy. And I mean, it will satisfy them as well for, for a short while, but we have a, we have a better, better thing to share with them. So let's be these people that are bold. Let's be these people that, that come together and really knit into church, really knit into the body of Christ just walking together, help one another, really to pursue this, to pursue this joy. Why? To display to the city we have something far better. Psalm 16 continues. The sorrow of those who run after another God shall multiply. And there is a great thing that... uh, that C.S. Lewis is, is writing about this, and I think Matt used it as well uh, a little while ago. Uh, but it says this. It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about drink and sex and ambition, where infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum, because he cannot imagine what it's meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Why, does, why do idols come in our lives? It's because we, what we said, there is something in us that wants to seek joy, and we, 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 don't, we are not people that are very patient. You know, we, we just want something, and even, especially in this time, we, we can't wait. I mean, we have all these gadgets, that, that just give us answers very quickly and 
and just lead us somewhere that, that, we, that, that can fulfill us very quickly and give us satisfaction very quickly. And actually what C.S. Lewis is saying here, there is something that, that, that's in us that's far too easily pleased. There is so much joy to be found in knowing God, but it's almost like we, we can't wait. We can't wait for that. We, we, can't, we can't say, oh, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read uh, this, this word to really find out what is this joy about. No, we, we watch something else or we read something else that just offers it maybe very quickly. It continues, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. There is a great joy in receiving God, God's word. There is a great joy just reading this. Sometimes we think, I've, I've, been, I've been sick for two years ago and I was really ill. And normally before that time, I've, I've put a lot of uh, confidence in my physical strength. I was like, come on, I can take it. And then I got sick and I lost it. I was a little bit almost insecure. And I was finding it in different places. And that's, that's often how we deal with problems. That's often how we deal with issues. I mean, we, we, we run to the bookstore 10, 10, 10 ways to, to live a life of joy, uh, 10 steps to to uh, a better this, a better life, a better future. Six, six ways to be a better husband. We find all these things that, that, that maybe gives us some answers, and I won't say it's all bad, but we never take up his word in that and think, okay, I wanna be a better husband, I wanna be a better person. How can, this, how can I feed on this? How can this be the thing that counsels me day and night? to take time before God, okay God, I, I'm, I'm weak, but I know that you want to use me in my weakness. Just give me strength. And I, I mean, for that moment, I, I was insecure, but the moment that I actually look at God and say to him, okay God, you can do it. I felt, I felt empowered again, I felt strong. Not because I'm physically I was much weaker than I was before, but it's just in knowing him that I don't expect that much of myself. And that's the same thing to be in a community as well. It's to be, to be counseled, it's, it's something to really ask someone, hey, can you pray for me? To stand next to one another, to hang out together. Can you pray for me? I really, I really need your support in this. I can't do it. I need you guys. We need the body of Christ. We need the people of God around us to strengthen us. But first of all, uh, can I encourage you just Seek, just read his word, chew on his word, but also spend time in praying, spend time in really uh, take t set time apart for God to listen, but also go to him with, your, with the things that you struggle with. He will answer you. He's the best, best solution you can ever have. Finally, joy gives us strength and we, we, we heard the, that, that this morning as well in the time of worship. It gives us strength to face life. 
with all its challenges. Joy is the very strength of God. It's not only, it's not only for us to, to, to actually to, to be joyful about who we are in Christ and, and all the things uh, he gives to us and just keep it for ourselves, but it's a very strength as well to just live life and for others to see, hey, there's something different. There is something about this person that is different. He's just joyful in the circumstances he's in. He's just joyful. The joy of the Lord is our strength, is your strength. Make that something that you take with you. Hey, every, every morning to stand up, Lord, strengthen me. I want to live this day in your strength. I don't want to do it in my own strength, but I totally trust you. And let my joy, let the knowledge of you dying on the cross for me, let that be my strength. Let it be my strength that it's not this life, but I've, I have eternal life in you. Let that be my strength. Philippians 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Can I say to you, rejoice in the Lord always. If you maybe struggle with things, or you maybe, maybe think, yeah, I'm not fair, I'm a little bit, I'm not joyful. I'm, I'm struggling with things in life, and I can't find my strength, and come to us. We, we'd love to pray for you. Because one thing for us all, it begins at the cross. It begins at the foot of the cross. It's begin, it begins at knowing the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It begins with knowing that, that he took our shame, he took our punishment, he took all our guilt, all our sins away. It begins at knowing that. It begins with not only knowing that by head, but knowing that in heart to enjoy it, to really know, hey, God, you gave yourself to us. What a wonderful joy that gives. And here I am, and, and maybe we can say that together. Here we are to say, hey, we want to live a life holy and, and pleasing to you, God. We give our lives again as a sacrifice. We lay, we lay things down, not just to, to sacrifice, but we lay things down in joy. In joy of knowing you, in joy, in, in, in joy of knowing the work on the cross, in joy in, in knowing that joy is the very strength of you, in joy that we, we, that we can't do it, but in joy that in your Holy Spirit, in your power, we can face every challenge in life. Maybe, maybe we can stand. I asked Joe to lead us in a song. We are created as worshipers, so let's worship the King of Kings. Let's, let's, let's worship the one who gives complete joy. It gives full satisfaction. There is a line in this song that says, and I will never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. And I think that gives joy. I mean, that's, that's what God wants you. I'll, I will and that's something for you to, to really uh, hold fast. I will never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Let's worship him.